Restaurants Unstoppable, episode 753 with Carrie Luxem. Leadership is really about making an emotional connection with people. And so as we talk about recruiting and hiring and onboarding, it's really thinking about how to set up systems and manage things. But in terms of leadership and how to lead people, it's really about your ability to emotionally connect with people in the process, in the onboarding, in the recruiting. So I love that people think of leadership in that way. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Are you still manually processing your accounts payable? No, 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 no. You need to be using Plate IQ. Plate IQ is the most intelligent and intuitive way to remotely manage your accounts payable. With Plate IQ, you can pay your vendors with a fraction of the time and manpower it took before. To learn more, head over to www.plateiq.com slash unstoppable. That's www.plateiq.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you'll get 25% off implementation. This episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And Seven Shifts is trusted by over 400,000 restaurant professionals because it gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you get three months absolutely free. Get started at www.7shifts.com slash unstoppable that's the number seven s-h-i-f-t-s dot com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free what are you doing right now i'll tell you what you're doing if you're in the market for a new pos you're headed to toasttab.com slash unstoppable to set up your own demo and you're going to find out why it's the most recommended pos on the show by a landslide guys if you use my link not only will you get the incentives that toast is offering you by using the link I'll also share my commission with you. I'll split my commission with you 50-50 after taxes. That's about $2,000. So I'll send you a check for $1,000 to say thank you and to help support you during these weird times. Again, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. What's going on, Unstoppables? We have a great show for you today. Carrie Luxem from Carrie Luxem HR Group is joining me uh, to talk about human resources, specifically how to find and attract onto yourself incredible talent, uh, what to do, what not to do. Uh, but beyond that, we're also talking about how to onboard your employees. And I really leaned into Carrie and tried to get her to paint that picture, the step-by-step items we need to take care of, the the assets we need to develop when onboarding people. And in, in full transparency, uh, the whole reason why I had Carrie on the show, well, one, is because she's amazing. Uh, I love her work and I think she's incredible. Uh, and two, because somebody in the network asked me to focus on recruiting and onboarding uh, and developing HR systems. So I said, I know just the person reached out to Carrie and we got her on the show. So that's a side product or sorry, a byproduct of being a part of the network. I'm listening to your pain points. I'm listening to your challenges and I'm going 
after my network of experts and leaders in the industry to learn together, to answer your questions together. And the odds are, if you're challenged with something, if you're, if you're struggling with something, you're not alone. And that's the beauty of the network is we can lean on the strengths of hundreds of different people within the, the network, um, within my network, who I'm slowly onboarding to restaurant stoppable network. So, um, I'm really excited for this episode. I thought it was really great. It's packed full of actionable, great advice around recruiting, onboarding professionals, and just really tightening those systems in your business, specifically around HR. So with no further ado, here you are, Carrie Luxem from the Carrie Luxem HR Group. And with excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Carrie Luxem. Carrie, are you feeling unstoppable today? be here if I did not feel unstoppable, Eric. You are absolutely (laughs) unstoppable. I'm always seeing you in your content online. You're always promoting the the best information and uh, you're just such a great resource for HR. I cannot wait to dive into today's conversation. So Carrie is the CEO and founder of Restaurant HR Group. She also is the author of Restaurant Operators HR Playbook. And uh, you can also find her, her, I don't know, would you call it a blog, carrieluxem.com? Yeah. Okay. You can yeah. tell it a blog. Yeah. Blog, I just have a lot website. of videos and articles all over my website. Beautiful. Like and uh, you are definitely one of the go-to resources for rest or human resources in the restaurant industry. And I, I'm so excited for today's conversation. We're going to be basically talking about the onboarding process, recruiting and onboarding, which um, hopefully we'll kind of get the, the idea of you know how to find talent, uh, mistakes to avoid, and examples of this done right. We're going to be talking about hiring for a cultural fit, and I'm really excited for this. We're going to be talking about orientation in the onboarding process, and hopefully we can kind of paint the picture of what that done right looks like. Uh, but before we dive into that today, let's get that motivational, <laughs> inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us, Carrie? Well, I, I will tell you that I talked to you way back in 2017, as right. we were saying, my very first podcast, and we talked a lot about the difference between managing and leading. And as I've evolved in my career, I've really, you know, how to define those things, you know, it's different for everybody, but I really love the uh, whole idea that leadership is really about making an emotional connection with people. And so as we talk about recruiting and hiring and onboarding, it's really thinking about how to set up systems and manage things. But in terms of leadership and how to lead people, it's really about your ability to emotionally connect with people in the, in the process, in the onboarding, in the recruiting. So I love that people think of leadership in that way. I love that. You know, yeah, that it's, it's, that it's really, it really hinges on making emotional connections with people. Yeah. And if they, if you, if you have these connections with people, they're going to want to work hard for you. They're going to listen to you and we could go on and on forever. Yeah. But so I think I really live by that, I you know, love it. manage things, lead people, and you lead people by making that emotional connection. I love it. And I, I would even make the argument that it, it, it goes beyond leadership. And I, I would say that at the core of business is relationships and, and leading like in being emotional and with that emotional intelligence and just it, it's everything. <laughs> at the yeah. end of the day, like, I think we're it's weird. We're not even aware of the fact that we like we're not even aware of our, our humanness, you know, like we, we think of ourselves as like, I don't know, it's like disembodied in, in a sense, um, but we don't realize that like we are animals, we are humans and we are tribal and we need relationships. We need people And business right. is just an extension of relationships. Right. Yeah. yeah. And if you can become very skilled at, you know, of course being yourself and being, you know, being somebody that people feel great around and you know how to 
connect with people and adapt your style and build these relationships, everything, everything works, you know, it, it. It, that's the core of it. And, you know, call it leadership or call it building relationships, but that's really, I love that's it. really key i love it um so we have a lot to cover today so we should just get okay. into it so we're gonna be Dive in. yeah so let's start with just talking about how to find talent um yeah what what advice do you have i mean i'm, I'm sure you have yeah advice on this it's one. a big it's a big topic and i'll tell you you know we we support restaurants throughout the country and it's very different recruiting is very different depending on where you are in the country who you what kind of restaurants you have what kind of budget you have you know all of these things uh you know, play into recruiting. But I will tell you, I have learned that this is one of the things that operators say is the most important thing that they do. I have got to build an incredible team, but oftentimes it's where they spend so little time being creative and figuring out how to do this well. And just like with anything, Eric, you've got to, you've got to, if you want, uh, you know, greatness out of something, you've got to put time and dedication and effort into it. I mean, the, the, the bad news is here, I don't have a magic solution or pill or, you know, idea that's going to magically get people great people. But I will tell you, if you work hard at this and you do some of the things that we're going to go through, there's, there's definitely, no matter where you are, no matter how hard of a, you know, area it is that you are trying to recruit for. I mean, we have clients that are in the middle of the suburban. Nobody wants to work. How do you recruit and hire people in those markets and, and that sort of thing? So I think the first thing is really assess what it is you're doing. Are you only, every time you have a need, are you being reactionary? And are you placing an ad in a place where only people are looking for jobs are going? So you're placing an ad on, you know, Indeed or Craigslist, and you've got a sort of the same ad that you've had probably for the last, you know, seven years that says, Hey, I'm looking for crew or smiley people or whatever it is. There's not a whole lot of creativity in it. So if you start with going, okay, if I were marketing for customers, what are all the things that I would do? You're getting super creative there, right? Do the same thing when you're, when you're going out to recruit and hire people. And so what are some of those things that you can do? First and foremost, you can look at different job boards can be very successful indeed. And those are definitely great places. Uh, there's all there's hundreds of different job boards out there. Snag a job, indeed, zip recruiter, you know, um, all kinds of different uh, platforms that are different prices. They have different platforms. They have different all kinds of different, you know, bells and whistles and that sort of thing. So you've got to do your research on those things. Um, but well, those, I think those three first, that you mentioned, I just want to start to interrupt. Are yeah. those the ones that you go to? Or are those the ones that you recommend? You know, I would tell you, it's, it's, I, I give different recommendations depending on who I'm talking to and where they are in the country. Sometimes there's an area that snag a job works really well. Sometimes, I mean, people still use Craigslist. I don't find Craigslist to be super successful for the most part. Uh, I will tell you, Indeed is probably the biggest go-to right now that I see in, in restaurants. Um, but it's very competitive. I mean, right now in the world, people haven't been hiring. So I'm not talking about through the Corona, through the Corona stuff, but in general, you know, how do you stick out? You know, indeed, indeed is a definitely a go-to for a lot. And I personally, for my own company have found it to be successful, uh, on indeed. I think it's, it's fresh and there are so many new apps and, and platforms that you can look at that are restaurant focused as well, uh, depending on where you are in the country. Absolutely. And then I think that the first thing that is, uh, you know, really important to do uh, outside of like placing this ad is really 
tap into your people. And, you know, whether you have a referral bonus program that you actually give them some sort of a bonus or you just have a great team of people and they understand who it is you're looking for. And sometimes I think owners and operators think they that people know what they, they need and that they should bring their friends in and whatever. It's just sort of assumed, but you've got to communicate very well what it is you're trying to do. Who are you looking for? What restaurants do you have needs? What are the shifts that they need? What kind of people are you looking for? And if you put together a, a referral program, whether again, you incentivize it or not, when people send people to your company, whether you hire them or not, you've got to talk about it and recognize it and communicate because it's, somebody comes in and they don't get hired and nobody understands why that referral program that you have is not going to go anywhere. So it's Mm -hmm. just constant communication. Um, And, you know, understanding if you do want to put some incentives around it, what do your people care about? You know, are they, do you have a staff of high school and college aged kids that need extra cash? Is it, you know, is it, do they, do you have a, you know, very musical bunch or people that, you know, could you get them a gift card to Apple ID? Find out what they care about and make this a fun event. And don't just put it on a email one time, really communicate it well, talk about it in shift puddles, talk about it at meetings and, you know, reward people and recognize people that are actually bringing people in and, and connect with the people that are um, in your restaurant, connect what it's going to do for them when you have the right amount of staff, you know, like it's going to help us be able to grow our company and we're going to have more opportunities or whatever it may be. So really uh, taking a lot of people say, well, I have a referral program. It doesn't work. You know, let's ask 10 of your people what they know about your referral program. And usually it's very, very little. It's does just, yeah, you does know, your referral program not work or are you not working your referral program? Exactly. Yeah. Good way to put it. Eric. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so the big mm-hmm. things I've, I've taken up that have that kind of struck a vein with me up to this point, uh, you said something that's really important. I think that like for some reason when we're hiring, I feel like we're, we're in our minds, like we're doing this person a favor, you know, and it's backwards. Like they're doing us a favor by choosing to come work for us. And like right. you said, we have to sell ourselves to our employees as if they were our guest. And I yeah. think Danny Meyer puts it really well when he says these people can, are, are essentially volunteers. They could go work anywhere. So what is it about right. you that's special? What is it about you that is better than everybody else? You, you have to think yeah. about those incentives and what, yeah. what makes you so important. Um, the other big takeaways is what can you do? You mentioned job. So, so far you mentioned job boards are great. Yep. You have some resources there, uh, referral programs. Make sure you have an incentive. Uh, did I miss anything uh, as far as the, the places it goes? Not go? so far. Okay, cool. Not so far. So those are the couple things. And then uh, the third thing that I think, too, people maybe think they're doing, but not as much as or aggressively as they could be, and aggressively doesn't mean obnoxiously, is networking. If you are passionate about your restaurant and you are out in the world, you're getting your teeth cleaned and you talk to your dentist about your restaurant and do you, you know, I'm looking for great cashiers. If you are, you know, dropping donuts off at the firehouse, hey, we're looking for great people constantly networking with the community and talking passionately about the opportunities that you have. And, you, you know, I think that it's, uh, it's when I, you know, I very rarely post uh, ads for my own company. And I'm, I'm not a restaurant, so it's very different when you're looking for hourly people. But I am in, in one of my husband's restaurants is in our community. And I'm always talking to the moms on the playground. And I'm talking, you know, we're looking for people to come and work early mornings, serve coffee. Who do you know? We never stop doing that. And I think when you talk like that and you're excited and you just, you don't like recruiting doesn't have to be formal. 
It can be very informal or networking doesn't have to be a formal networking event. It's just literally sometimes I will be talking about our businesses and not even mention that I'm hiring. And guess what comes out of people's mouths? Are you hiring? Yeah. Like this is, this is, seems really exciting. And if you get who you are and you know your brand and you understand your vision and you talk about it very passionately, people want to be a part of something like that. So yeah. I think really kind of focusing on it and then not only doing it yourself, teach your people how to do that. Yes. Talk to your team and imagine if everybody in your restaurant was a little recruiter for you. I love it. <laughs> and then you, they, they went out and they talked to people and they brought people in and then you incentivize them with the yeah. referral program yeah. or whatever and it may be. Listening to you talk, can't help but think of uh, an interview I recently recorded. I haven't published it yet with David Vargas uh, out of uh, Vita Cantina in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And uh, he, he, he's, he volunteers at the local elementary school teaching about uh, healthy eating. He, uh, he, he he partnered with somebody, another chef in the area where they do chef uh, chef after dark or something like that, where basically yeah. they just do little competitions within the community and they, they host it for anybody can come in. The idea is just to have fun, but what they're doing yeah. is they're, they're also, they're, they're networking within the net or within the industry. I think that's really yeah. important is to, to get together with other chefs, to get together with other restaurant tours and to have oh, these little sure. events and just the people that show up to those events are going to be the most passionate hospitality uh, industry folks in your in your community so like that's yeah. where you find those people but you have to like Definitely. take the initiative to like to host these events and to do these things yes that's that's a great call and you know I, i'm gonna you talked about schools i'm gonna talk about that next but going back to sort of networking and being in the community you know and especially in the world that we're in right now unfortunately businesses are closing mm-hmm. you can take a negative and turn it into a positive by reaching out to owners of not just restaurants either, businesses and say, hey, listen, I understand you're relocating or you're closing your business. I want your people should come and apply with us. You know, like taking that extra effort. Who calls a, an, a business owner that is about to close their restaurant or their business and offers up, you know, jobs for their people? Not very many people take the time to do that. So a lot of places closing right now. There's a lot of opportunity on the table. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. even before the world was the way it is, there's been a, there's a lot of opportunity for those kind of things. And then, Eric, you mentioned schools. I'm a huge believer in, you know, sort of the long-term gain. I mean, I have had people come and intern with me that I spoke at a high school, uh, you know, class, and they get to know my brand, and they get to know who we are. Going to these schools, you can get very involved with junior achievements. They have job fairs. You can get involved in that level. You can volunteer your time. They're always looking for owners, operators, experts, CEOs to come in and share something. It can be something about, you know, making a smoothie. It can be about how to create a resume or how to get through an interview. You go and donate your time. The more you do that, the more they want to help you with whatever it is, whether it's you want their, you know, their uh, students to be your customer or you want them to come and work for you. It's getting involved, showing your brand, talking about who you are. And then if you don't, if you're not the person that likes to go to schools and be on stage, at least reach out to the career counselor and say, hey, we've got this cool little company. Here's what we're doing over the summer. We hire interns, you know, but we're always looking for great people. We found that high school can work from five to eight. It's a great deal. We're paying $14 an hour. Whatever it is, they'll they'll share that yeah. stuff. They love having those kind of resources for their students. Yeah, uh, Coaches. High school coaches. If you were an athlete, totally. you, like go reconnect with your your old coaches. But like, hey, I'm opening a business. Do you have any good kids yep. that you know are looking like? Point me in the right direction. You know, like, anything like definitely. that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so so far as a far couple as, more things, a couple ahead. more ideas that I have. So uh, you know, another 
area that you can tap into is really kind of, you know, servicemen and women, the military, uh, you know, military people. And there are all kinds of websites. And I can provide you with these, um, Eric, after like recruitmilitary.com or .org. I'm not 100% sure what their web addresses are, but this is what they do. They help servicemen and women and their families find jobs you know, at all different levels. And it's a really great way. Some of the, there's some larger brands that do this very, very well. They're very tapped into military and they help get people jobs and, and do things like that. But when you're a smaller restaurant group, you can do this too. And some of these websites, you can post an ad 30 days for free. There's a lot of things. Is it going to bring in droves of people? See, this is another disconnect. It's like when you place an ad on Indeed, you might get 50 resumes. So when you put something on something different or you do these efforts, you don't get 50 resumes, but you get four quality yeah. maybe leads, mm -hmm. right? So it's, it's just a different volume. So I think sometimes people think these things are unsuccessful, but if you're consistent in doing all of these things, you're going to see different, you're going to see different people, which is what you want to see, yeah. right? You want to find those people that are going to fit within your company. Absolutely. So I'm going to re make sure we have everything. Uh, we have the, the job boards, the referral programs, networking within your community and in the industry, restaurants closing, reach out to those folks, schools and service men and women. Did I miss it? Yep. And then the last thing I'll talk about is social media. Social media. Social media. It, it's, you know, again, social media, I've heard so many restaurateurs say that it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Again, I go back to what I just said. It's like, you're not going to, it's more of a long-term game. Game. It's it's like if you are marketing for customers. Do your your employment branding is putting an Instagram photo up of your star employee and talking about how amazing they are. And then, by the way, you're interested in hire, interested in working here. You know, it's a, it's a slower pace. It's not as much uh, volume of resumes, but doing that and doing it really well. I have found the last four people for my company by doing a little video on social media saying, Hey, here's who we are. Here's what we're doing. We're growing. I didn't have to spend money on advertising it or whatever. And sometimes when you have like, if you're on Facebook or if you're on Instagram, you know, and you post something like that, it doesn't get the traction. Nobody sees it. Spend $10 target the area that you're in. It will go to you know, 3000 people will see it and maybe you'll get four or five candidates from it, you know, but the key to the social media and the branding is really consistency. You know, don't just post stuff on social media when you actually have the need, when you're desperate, because then it's like, I need people. Oh my gosh, help me. But if you're constantly thinking about, all right, I'm going to post something that's going to show what an awesome, I have a live band coming on Friday. I'm going to talk about that and how our employees are setting it up. I'm going to show the pictures of our team working together and, you know, and then maybe a, Hey, we're looking for a new host. Come and work with, you know, Jessica. She works Friday night, like things like that. You've got to make it really personal. Just like if you think about Instagram and, and, and Facebook and even LinkedIn, <clears throat> People want to connect with real humans, you know, not just some sterile ad that, you know, I can go work anywhere. It's like people want to connect with people. The more you can make that emotional connection, you know, the better off you're going to be. So, so I think, you know, to, you know, it's, it's really about, we listed out all those things, the schools, the networking, the referrals, all those things. It's really about taking the time and energy to dedicate yourself to doing this well and doing it right. And if you don't have the time to do it, find some awesome person that loves social media and is really great with networking on your team. Give them a dollar more an hour or do something like that and have them lead this charge on this thing or something. You know, there's ways that you can do it. I think you've got to figure out how to do it 
not why you can't do it, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and if you put the effort into it, you'll definitely, you'll definitely get some results. Well, I think what we're going to be talking about pretty soon is talking about building like the actual systems around this and the process around this. And it's like anything else. Like if you want to delegate something, you have to recreate, you have to like <clears throat> provide structure around that. So you can say, here's how you do it. And then it's absolutely something that you can delegate and out and like have somebody on your yeah. team too. Um, so one, one more thing that I'm curious about before we move on, um, sure. as far as what you can do to recruit people. And this is something I've seen a couple of times on the show. And I think it's a really interesting way to recruit people. And it's kind of counterintuitive. You ready for it? I'm ready. Convicts. Okay. Um, I've seen it a few times on the show. There's some that will yeah. absolutely go down that road. And, and um, you know, it, there's, there's all kinds of organizations that help people get back on their feet. One, 100%. Yeah. And when you do a lot of these things that we talked about, social media wise and stuff, those people will reach out to you. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I feel, I feel like we generalize in society. We, oh, you're, mm-hmm. you're a criminal. You're went to jail. Right. You must be a bad person. And right. it's, it's, it's like the 80, 20 rule. I think it shows up here or just like in, in, um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's book, um, Oh, what was his latest book about talking to strangers? He talks about this like a, usually like one to five percent of a, a group of people represent the entire group of people. So with convicts, like you have a lot of people that made mistakes in their lives or they were desperate or there was hard times. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also a lot of times where there's people that just need a break. And if you are the person that gives this person a break and you give them hope and you help them get back on their feet, yeah. the loyalty there, um, the, you know, it, it is, is it, can it be a little dicey? Maybe, but I think that it's, we got to at least keep that as an option to give people opportunity, you know, to help them get yeah. out of these places when we, when we're there for people. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it can be, it can certainly be risky, but so can hiring a college kid, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, so, so, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's definitely uh, an area that you can look at. And, you know, I think that a lot of times when you talk about kind of leading with hiring and recruiting people that have had issues, the fear in restaurants is like more of the theft and maybe there's violent systems type today thing. too. There's cameras. Obviously, there's, you know, we, we're getting better about tracking right. this stuff. Yeah, exactly. So no, that's a, that's a, that's another interesting one to add to our list. I was just yeah. curious. So you can tell me if I'm wrong. You're the expert. I just, this is, no, stuff I don't like, <laughs> think, so here's the thing about people and recruiting. And I would definitely never say it is, it's a wrong approach. You've yeah. got to know what you care about and you've got to recruit, hire and retain people in a way that makes sense for your company. And I'm not going to judge an operator that says, I just don't, I have a policy. I don't want to hire people that have X, Y, and Z. If that's what makes them successful, I might try to coach them out of certain things that don't make sense or whatever, but I don't think it's a right or wrong. I think it's a preference. And if you're in a, if you're in a, in a predicament and you're not able to find, you're not finding the right people that are super loyal. Is that an area that somebody isn't giving these, you know, convicts a chance? And if you do it, are they going to be loyal or is it too risky for you? Yeah. You know, so, so we've covered yeah. a lot. I can't believe we're already 24 minutes I into this that. recording. I'm having <laughs> such a ba- no, I'm having a blast. So I'm going slow down a little bit. No, you're great. You're doing amazing. So I just want to make sure, um, are we, so we, we've, we're talking right now, obviously how to find talent, uh, what it looks like done. Right. Uh, we talked about some mistakes to avoid. Have we not talked about those mistakes to avoid a lot's come out? I want to make sure that we're getting it up. Yeah. So we, the mistake to avoid is to, to, you know, to do one thing over and over and over and to not be creative and not to have some fun with it and not to put the level of energy and enthusiasm into this as you do everything else that operates like the people side, having the right team, building the right team. You cannot play the game well if you don't have the right players. 
Mm. But you don't put if you don't put enough time and energy into building and you know recruiting and finding and, and bringing on that amazing team, it's going to be really hard for you to have success. Yeah. Uh, long term. All right. And you've, so. given, you've given us tons of examples of what this done right looks like. So, but is there yeah. anything else that you think we got it all out, right? I don't want to cut We got it short. all out in okay. terms of recruiting. Now, yes. did you want to talk through the so, kind of getting interviewing and getting people hired? Well, I think we, we, we on the list of things we wanted to talk about today, you also mentioned hiring for cultural fit. I think we've touched on that or alluded to it, but did you yeah. want to unpack that a little bit more? Yeah, we can talk about that. Well, first I'll say, you know, as you're getting all these candidates to come in and some of the, you know, some of the things that I see as you get into the interview process that uh, are done wrong or are not done right or however you want to say it is, you know, there's so many systems and uh, algorithms and APS systems that block out people uh, with keywords and all that stuff. My feedback is be super open-minded, meet more people and be able to give people chances, right? I think that so often it's like you get a resume and you look at it and you make judgments before you even understand, you know, people are not talking to enough people. Technology has taken over the world. And if technology is going to eliminate candidates from getting in front of you, you're going to miss out on great candidates. You know, I, I will tell you back in the day, when I first started at Potbelly, I was the director of HR for Potbelly. There were three stores when I started. We were growing super fast at Potbelly. We needed to bring in a recruiter that we thought needed to be expensive, knowledgeable, competent, you know, amazing, like just a crazy experienced person. And we were interviewing people and it was just, there was something not right with it. We just couldn't connect with these recruiters. And yes, they had, they looked great on paper. They were like years of experience in, in HR. So long story short, we sit down with a girl who's fresh out of college, she lacks confidence. Her cheeks were bright red. She was super nervous. She really loved Potbelly. She had some really cool ideas. She was, uh, you know, she really wanted to be a part of what we were doing. She was not only offered the job as a recruiter, and she went on to have a ton of success at Potbelly. She's now the COO of my company. Oh, that's so she, cool. She went, from, she went from being this shy college kid. She is amazing. And if we would have just... If we would have eliminated her resume based on what we saw, we would have if we would, we weren't just like, hey, let's just bring in some different people. And that's when the lesson way back, that was in 2004. That was, you know, I, I started to go, okay, it's really about, and by the way, I was given a chance at Top Ellie without the education, without the, the credentials, without the experience, but I had the passion and yeah. I had the drive and the, the visionary behind Papali saw that in me. And so as I'm building my own company or my helping my husband find people for his restaurants, we think like that. And so, so talking about cultural fit, this can be another area that's controversial, right? People are like, cultural fit means you're going to discriminate against people that aren't like you. It's, that is not what it is. It's cultural fit is how well is that person going to do within your organization? How well is that person going to you know, how are they going to, ha- are they going to have success in your company or not? So what do you have to do to determine that? You have to look at, you know, what is, what is, you know, what is the management style in your restaurant? What are the hours and, and sort of like, what's the work environment like in my company or your restaurants or whatever? What are the company values? What do you value? You know, I mean, 
I can tell you people that come and have a lot of success working with me might not have a lot of success working with my husband because we are very different leaders. We, we operate our businesses very differently. So when I'm hiring for cultural fit for me, I'm looking for people that can work around the clock because we don't turn it off because we're supporting restaurants, right? You know, we are looking for people that are tough skinned because restaurant operators typically don't like HR people. So we've got to, we've got to work really hard. We've got to, you know, we've got to be skilled at building relationships. Yeah. You might have the payroll and benefits and HR knowledge, but can you stand up to a restaurateur and tell him that he's not doing something right or she's not doing something right? I have to look for those, those soft skills that will make, that will, that will make somebody successful. And as you're running restaurants, what do you care about? What are your values? What does the working environment look like? It isn't, you shouldn't be ashamed of the fact that your culture is hard or you work a lot or you're, you know, the chef isn't pat on the back guy and he's going to tell you how it is. That's your culture. So hire people and ask questions based on what is going to attract and hire the right people to fit into that culture. It's not about, you know, are you the same age as me? Are you the same personality as me? That's not what, when I say cultural fit, I'm talking about, are you going to do well at my company in this job? And some of it is experience, hard skills. And a whole lot of it is soft skills. And again, soft skills are building relationships, ability to communicate. Like how much of communication skills does a person need in a host position or a management position? Or you've got to determine those things. Are they adaptable? Does that matter? Or do you just need them to come in and do the same exact thing every single day? You know, are they able to handle conflict? You know what? The answer is no, you're not really in a position to be a manager, but man, you would make a great host or a shift leader or whatever it may be. Yeah. So one thought that you, you mentioned that I think is really cool, which people don't capitalize enough on, in my opinion, and I'll use Laney and Lou out of Exeter, New Hampshire, as an example of somebody who I think does this really right. You're saying cultural fit. Uh, it's not just management style. It's not just core values. You mentioned interests. And I think that that's really important. Uh, like, what are your interests? What are the things that you love to do? What are the things that you want to be able to, to do with your employees? Like, so the reason why I think they do this really well, so like their whole brand is about wellness and and like adventure and kind of like uh, taking care of your, your yourself and your spirit. Um, and they, they put that everywhere. And like, that's what they're all about is, and their food is all about wellness, but they attract onto themselves people that have those same values and those same interests of being well, of taking care of yourself, of mental health and all these things. And because they, they surround their brand around that, they, they get such, inc- they, they always have a stack of, of papers this big of people who want to come work for them because they put their interests out there and they find people like them. And like you said, it has nothing to do with race, nationality, uh, like, you know, sex, gender, right. sexual preference. We, we, it's, we, have, it's we have one brand that's very focused on like paleo food and whatever. They advertise for people at CrossFit. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they're, they're looking for people at CrossFit gyms. You know, they, they love that people are, that care about the, the, the paleo eating and, and, and all that. So I think it boils down to asking yourself as the person that's responsible for building this amazing team, what makes people successful in my company? And what makes people unsuccessful here? I did this exercise a few years back. Five years ago, I had all the wrong people in my company. I was not leading a great team. I thought I was hiring what I thought I could afford. I wasn't asking the right questions. I had HR people that didn't really understand support. They were more like consultant. Like it just didn't work. Then I'm thinking, 
what in my what makes somebody successful being in my company and what makes them unsuccessful and then i i dig through and i find those candidates that you know if they have those things that make them unsuccessful meaning they don't connect with people you know they don't they don't have uh you know great phone skills they you know whatever those things are i i go through the interview process we have tweaked and retweaked our interviewing questions our interview screen forms throughout the years to perfect what it is that we have as a team and i have an amazing team right now and i think it's because of i've really come to the conclusion on who is successful in this role and, and in my company and who is not you stopped talking just as i took a second I know, right? good timing <laughs> Sorry, um no you're great you're great so i, I think um, let me, have we not wrapped up this idea of around hiring for cultural fit or is there more you want to drop on? So I don't want to cut you short. No, I mean, I, I think we, we have, I think that, you know, that kind of stepping back as you're in the interviewing process, you know, we talked about making sure that you meet more people, but I think it's really important. Just like we talked about recruiting, the efforts in recruiting are so important to take the time to do it. Chunk out a week and pull together this plan for interviewing and hiring. Make sure you're interviewing and talking to more people. But if you're going to do it, let's say you start the process with a phone screen. Come up with a 15-minute phone screen. Those are the non-negotiables. What is your, you know, like some, you can't ask salary or what people were making, but maybe you'll find out what their expectations are, where they want to be. You you have a core list of questions. Sorry, I'm cutting you short. Keep going. Oh, you're fine. No, I was just going to say, uh, I feel like this is kind of starting to get into the orientation operate, like, or sorry, uh, orientation and onboarding process and creating like literally process around that. Whatever you do the first time, like make a mental note. What did we do? What questions did we ask? Yeah. So the next time it can stay consistent. And then as you start doing these things and documenting these things, you can develop a rhythm and like habit. Right. Stuff, right. But Eric, to your point, like systems and processes start at the very, very, very beginning. Exactly how do we go out and find talent? That's the recruiting process. Kind of what I'm talking about right now is like, as all right, now you got candidates coming in. Now you've got to have a system. And it doesn't mean a binder that's every single time you do it exactly the same, but you've got to have a process. Like for, for my company, we do a phone screen first, and then we have a two or three people that do the second interview, then here's what happens on the third interview. And here's what happens on the fourth interview. And every interview has a different purpose yeah. or whatever. So, you know, so as you're, as you're, you know, you're pulling this all together, figure out what works for you. Is it a two-step interview process? Is it three? What makes the most sense? What do you do something different for hourly candidates versus management candidates? And you build this process around it. it now I'm a believer in having very in-depth conversations as an interview, but also there's, it's good to have some structure and create screen form. Yeah. So you can go back to the system that you have and the questions that you have and you're consistent there. Yeah. I think now is a great time to take a break. I'm actually meant to take the break sooner, but I'm loving this conversation so much. I got distracted. We're going to take a quick... And you wouldn't shut up, Carrie. No, you're doing great. I love it. Your job is to talk. I'm here to ask questions right. and listen. We're all here to ask questions and listen. So we're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back uh, to start talking about this process and what the process done right looks like. 
You've been hearing it a lot on the show lately. Plate IQ. Find out why Plate IQ is the most intelligent and quite frankly, the most intuitive way to remotely manage your accounts payable. With the new spend management feature, you can issue virtual or physical cards directly, or you can even connect your existing corporate cards to get visibility into historical and real-time card activity. And when you're using that virtual card, you can get up to 1% cash back. And I haven't even mentioned all the insights you can get with Plate IQ Insights. You can compare spend by item, vendor, time, period, location, and the list goes on. You can get alerted if a price is outside of your contracted terms. You can get access to a hot list of real-time price changes, and you can even categorize your spend analysis. And I know we all have to pay bills, and it sucks to pay bills, but it sucks a whole lot less with Plate IQ's bill pay feature. You can see what is due when. You can schedule payments. Payments by check, ACH, or card. And man, how user friendly is that calendar for scheduled pending and paid invoices? Plus, you can hold on to your flow. No money leaves your account until it is received by vendor. Here is your call to action. Head to www.playiq.com slash unstoppable. That's play like the thing you eat off of IQ like your intelligence.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, you'll get 25% off implementation. We are back and we're going to get into uh, basically like what, what this orientation and onboarding process looks like. Once you found the people, um, we, we talked a little about, about process. Maybe we can pick up where, where you left off process around what the interview looks like. Uh, Cause you know, so just paint that picture and I think you started getting into it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, really paint that picture of what the onboarding okay. or the, 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 the interview process looks like and then roll into when All the start. other process and consistencies right. that need to happen when done right. Yeah. Um, yep. Paint that for us. Right. All right. So again, I'm I my very first book that I wrote, Restaurant Operators HR Playbook, is essentially the whole life cycle and how to how to organize it. So I'm right with you, yeah. Eric. It's so important. I want to I want to stop you real quick because I want to let everybody know everyone that showed up today in this in this meeting is going to get a copy of your book. By the way, Yay. so that's really good news. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's keep going. Perfect. Keep going. Awesome. So so. Building those systems from the onset, you know, taking the time, starting with, don't get overwhelmed with having a system for every single thing that has to do with people. Don't get overwhelmed with that. Starting at the beginning, how do we recruit and hire people? What's your process? So now as you get into, you've got people you're interviewing, you know, you're starting that process. How do you keep it organized? How do you set yourself up for success? So first and foremost, talk to a lot more people, have a process for interviewing. So do you have a phone screen? Do you have a first interview, a second interview? Do you, are you building on the interviews? You know, one of the things we do is like, what are some of the maybe red flags you saw in the first interview? Make sure you touch on them in the second interview. So really selling all of that out and, and, you know, just having a plan and have a plan to connect with all of the people that are interviewing so you can talk. And again, here's what I'll say about this. You've got to be very, this is a fine balance. You can, I always say, you know, you've got to, You've got to slow down, but you've got to speed up. You can't go through this process too slowly. You're going to lose great candidates, right? But if you go too fast and you don't ask great questions and you're not doing reference checks and all that stuff, it's going to cause you problems, you know, long term. So I think just having a process that you know you follow. The screen forms, maybe once they get to the second interview, maybe you have three interview process. Somebody checks the references on the person. And yes, I'm a believer in checking references, uh, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, not necessarily straight who they gave you or whatever, just checking in on the person. If you, if you can do that, if you can call some people that they worked with and get some references on, 
on that person and have a have a you know have a list of questions to ask uh, you know in the reference check process. It's not just about you know did they work there? Did you like them? It's really being able to dig into who they are. We talked about it's really important to understand how people are soft skills wise and what their interpersonal skills are. That's a really great thing to learn from people as you're doing reference checks. But so then you get the reference checks and then you have a process for, all right, we're ready to make an offer. Who makes the call to, to offer the person a position or do they come to the restaurant and we do it there. Then we follow up with a, you know, an organized spelled out email to them that has it in a letter. You know, you can do that. And then that outlines their start date, their pay, their position, any of your policies that you think are important to update. It's just having a process. So step by step by step, they get the offer. Okay, now they accepted the offer. Then what happens? Right? And then so that's just kind of how you sort of do everything. So so now, you know, you have determined the start date. And again, I think a lot of before, before you get into that, I had a couple of questions I think might help. You said don't go too fast and don't mm-hmm. go too slow. Mm-hmm. Can you get a little? Give me an example of what going the right speed looks like. Give, you know what I mean? Like, okay. what, like what does that look? Yeah, like? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, here's the thing, and you know, some people will slow it down when the world has a you know when unemployment is really high. <laughs> They're like, we have a lot of options or whatever. But if you want the right talent, they have to know that you're super engaged and excited about them. And you can take them through the process, but say, hey, listen, like when I have somebody I'm very excited about, we go through the process and I know they're likely ready to leave their job or maybe they already don't have a job. So if I take four weeks to get them into my company, somebody else is going to hire them, right? So it's what it really looks like is keeping them, staying very engaged with them, telling them where we are, you know, you're gonna meet, setting up the interviews in advance and then it's on their calendar you know, talking about where we are with the references. And, you know, in terms of time frame, there isn't like it's got to be three days or it can't be a month. But it's it's really about keeping that connection with that really talent. If you want the best talent, you've got to move on the best talent. You can't, you can't like be too relaxed. But again, if you're, if you're interviewing somebody, you've got four interviews in one day, and you just extend them an offer you're not really going, you're not really doing your due diligence. You're not asking questions. You're not, you're not letting them sleep on it. You're not, you know, letting them, you're not finding out if they show up to interviews on time. You're not doing enough to see any sort of pattern of behavior. And then you hire them and don't really know who they are, you know, and don't know how they, how they operate. So one thing we hear all the time on the show is always be hiring. You like always like it's something you're always doing. What happens when you have so many great people you know like is there like is there a time to ever stop like like do you really want to be weeding people out like that are 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 good people but not they're not the best like where do you find that line well i think that you if you have a team of amazing people you should always continue to look at and talk to you might slow down your actual recruiting efforts you might not place those job ads and do those things that are going to drive candidates to you but if you have a good you can't hire everybody but that's what you say so you got a great candidate that comes in and you're like we're not actively recruiting, but you know what? You know, we, we love what you're doing. Stay put over there at your restaurant. And when we have an opening, I mean, you can do that, you know? So I do agree that you should always be looking for great talent. I mean, your absolute best manager might get a job offer and be gone in a month, in two weeks. You just don't know. So if you, if you're, if you're really engaged with your community and with candidates and then you, you lessen the, um, the chances of having to be 
so reactive all the time with your recruiting efforts. Yeah, awesome. I think we've covered up uh, or covered most of the um, process around like getting people to the point where you've agreed that they are going to be an employee of yours, right? But we yeah. haven't gotten into okay now. Okay, we we've made our decision. We're going to hire you. What's the process look like from that point on? Like, what are the things that we need to be doing? The structure around onboarding and just being a, an, an employee in general. Yeah, I mean, so set them up for their first day, which is an orientation slash beginning of their real onboarding. Meaning, onboarding lasts a long time. Onboarding isn't your your one hour new hire paperwork session. Infinity. That's not onboarding. <laughs> it's always <laughs> yeah. happening. Um, so here's what I'll say again and. You know, there is no one size fits all for every restaurateur. Everybody has a process that can be different. Some people are super crafty and creative and maybe have a an Italian theme. If they're an Italian restaurant, they create some, you know, different fun things. But when you are hiring a new person or a group of new people, I would say that the general advice that I have is be be ready you know, be ready. And so many people are not, the person shows up, they're like, oh crap, hey, Johnny, go get that person's uniform. And like, they're not ready. And that makes the person feel like this wasn't really, I'm not really supposed to be here right now. So being ready, be thorough, be creative, and, you know, try to create something that's in line with your culture, which is hopefully something fun, right? So, you know, so so you bring the person on board of course, you need to get through their paperwork. So you're going to have them fill out all of, you know, that's what everybody expects. And a lot of times that's what happens. And that's the whole orientation and onboarding. And then they start their training the next day kind of a thing. But you can, you know, again, depending on who you are, I mean, I would never tell one operator to do something super silly and crafty and whatever, if it's not their brand, and it's not their personality to do that. But who are you? Like, what is it that you care about? What is it you want to hit home with this new crew member or manager and focus on that? You know, do you, do you focus on what, you know, what really makes, what's your vision? What's your mission? What's your purpose? Reiterate the values, show a story of somebody that has been with you for five years, have a, you know, have a, a meet and greet call with the CEO or the restaurateur or the chef or maybe if that's not feasible, depending on your size, have that chef or that visionary make a video, show them the video and the orientation. There's so many different things that you can do. Again, there's been restaurant tours that we've worked with that do like a beach theme and they lay towels out. And it's like, it's more of a group uh, orientation. A lot of these orientations and onboarding is one person, it's like you're hiring people one at a time kind of a thing. And so I think so long as you put the effort into making sure somebody knows that you're ready for them, that you're organized, that, that you can communicate the policies, your vision, your mission, your purpose, exactly who you are, maybe have them look through your menu. Again, depending on what the position is, if they're a manager, maybe you're going to have them do some soft skills training in the first week, or you're going to have them focus on, you know, something that is totally unrelated to the operation. But you just, just like with everything, you just got to have a plan and it doesn't need to be some grandiose or HR approved plan. It's just a plan. It's like when, you know, you're running restaurants. I mean, I see so often people have plans and then of course they start and we need that person to serve shakes tomorrow. So they get cut from the plan and doing that takes them back. You know, it takes you back. It's, then they're, then they're three weeks in and they don't really understand your culture is because 
you desperately needed them to go, you know, work the operation. And of course, I understand that those things happen. Sometimes you need a body in the place to do the shakes or whatever it may be. And you've, you've got to do what you've got to do. But it always ends not as positively when you do that. Well, you know, when you have go to go into the remove, job, not prepared, not understanding what to it's, do, it's going to be extremely exactly. stressful. You need to give them the tools and resources. Exactly. And what it does, what it screams to new candidates and to, to new hires is, this company is understaffed. They're not, they don't have their stuff together, you know, but if it's a, you know, but I've seen it too, where companies do this right. And that happens. And they're like, this is not how we typically handle it, but we, we're going to get you back into the training and things happen. There's usually an, another, uh, another option than that new hire going and working in the operation. And, and you can figure that out. But again, it's just, it's just like anything. So as you think about a project that you're working on, that's not related to recruiting, hiring and onboarding, that you dedicate hours of your week to dedicate 20 hours to, to build what you want this to look like and then just put it together. It's really, you know, it's like, it's, 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 it's time consuming one time, but if you don't have a plan and you don't have a system, then it's chaos all the time. Mm. Right. And it's, it's just like, Oh, we forgot this person's paperwork or, Oh, I forgot their uniform. And you're just, you know, so, so it's just like anything yeah. like with training, a- when after, you train a 12 somebody hour, right, yeah. after a 12 hour day, it's going to suck a lot to sit down yeah. for two more hours into like yeah. work through this stuff with your team. But it's only going to suck a couple times until you get it down. And then you're going right. to re- create such a relief for yourself in the future. It's it's a right. lot of, you know, it's, you got to push and, push further than you think you can do to get these things done when you when you don't think you have the time. But you really do. If you push a little bit further, you know, it's right. worth it. Yeah, no. And I think I think that sometimes people don't put the energy into this because it seems so daunting. It seems so overwhelming. You could go to the internet and find tools and templates and stuff that will help you with the actual offer letters and all that stuff. You just have to have a plan and then plug into what that plan is and you will have a system. And is it going to be perfect? No, of course not. But over time, you perfect the plan. Yeah. You know, we, when we forget certain things, we're like, all right, we need to add that into our interviewing questions. We didn't understand this about somebody. And that's what happens as we evolve and we grow. Yeah. So, let me paint a picture. So actually I hope maybe you can paint a picture for us. So imagine we have a checklist, right? We decided we're going to hire somebody. There's a checklist of all the things that they need to do to yep. get through the process. What's on that checklist? Um, new hire paperwork, uniform tour of the store, you know, or the restaurant, you know, tour of the restaurant in, uh, meet the, um, meet the rest of the team, you know, introductions to the rest of the team. um, highlighting the cultural values, the vision, the mission, the purpose. I actually have an outline that I can share with you as well. If you remind me, Eric, I can take this off my platform. And, and it's, it, it, yeah, it's everything from like, we have like a recruiting one. And then when you onboard, where are all the things you need to make sure that you do? And it's, again, it's, it's all of the things that I just mentioned. It's really making sure that their paperwork is done. It's making sure they go through sexual harassment training or, or acknowledge your policy on that. It's any of the insurance, things that they're going to have that they need to go through sort of like the, in, you know, the uh, medical insurance and the things that, that they're signing up for. It's understanding their training. Um, you know, it's just all of those things, but I, I like what you said. If you had a checklist, have a checklist, Yeah, yep. make a checklist, put all of those things on there and just make sure that they get, they get 
checked off every time. So when you say new hire paperwork, what specifically are you talking about? What, what payroll, payroll related stuff, you know, how much they make, what's their classification, what's their home address, who's their emergency contact, that kind of thing. And so, do you, do you, you know, that's the I-9, is that the W-4. That, yeah, we can, do, do you, can we get this stuff if we go to your website? I know you have all these resources. Do you have like downloadables, like formats? I have... So I have a membership platform that we have annual memberships to. It, it is, uh, you know, there is a fee for that, but I will send you all of this stuff that we're talking about. Oh my gosh. I'll amazing. send it to, in an attachment so you don't have to go to the yeah, platform. And, and, and where this stuff will live at Restaurant Unstoppable, um, if you uh, go to the show notes, I'll have links to the access to those things. So just stick Perfect. around for the closing thoughts. And I'll give you clear directions on how to find these resources. Um, okay. Um, where are we? What what haven't we talked about yet? You've dropped a lot on us. I'm sure our, our listeners' heads are spinning right now. Uh, yeah. Anything well, we haven't gone into? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think we have talked about a lot. I think that you know, I just, I think that, and I, this is the world that I live, and I talk about it so fluidly, and like just do it and whatever. I understand that it's it's a process. And like, sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Like, what am I supposed to put together? How am I supposed to do this? I would say, you know, don't overcomplicate it. Put yourself in the shoes of your next crew member and think about, they're going to go through your process, right? They're going to go through your interviewing process. They're going to go through your onboarding process. They're going to go through your training. What would you want to feel what would you want to learn? What would tools would make your life a lot easier? Maybe even go through that process, literally go through that process or have somebody that's a long-term person with you go through that process one time and take notes on what could be better. I think the, the biggest thing, I have built an amazing interviewing, hiring and onboarding process within my company and I did it with seven other people on my company. Mm. I, I can't think of everything or do everything. I, I pulled our brains together and some of the things I would never even have thought of that added tremendous value to, you know, whether it's a link of me talking about why we do what we do or whatever it may be, um, you know, we, we, we built this really great process and we're continuing to delete from it, add to it, evolve from it. So I think it's just the first thing that you need to do is just be committed to it. If you're committed to it, just like if you're committed to a marketing plan to drive more customers and you put your energy into that, you're going to get some more customers, you yeah. know? And if you put, you know, this, like I said at the beginning, you know, I, this is the biggest pain point that I hear restaurant operators talk about. And it's the least energy that they put into a lot of the time. This is where they put the least amount of energy. And I get it. It's like, I just want to have great people. I don't want to worry about how I'm going to, I just want to have great people and I'm a great person. Right. So, and as your business grows too, it's, it's easier to run run restaurants and have that sort of institutional knowledge when you have three or four restaurants. Everybody knows your thing. They know your dishes. They know the, the owners. They know what you care about. And it's not as important to have it so systemized. But as you evolve, and I learned this from growing from three to 225 restaurants at Pop Alley, what we did at three stores was very different than what we did at 20 and then very different than what we did at 50 and then very different than what we did at 200. So, I mean, it, so it's, it's an evolution, right? And I don't think uh, the other thing is it doesn't have to be completed tomorrow. Start somewhere. Where are you having the biggest headaches? If it's in the orientation process, sit back and go, okay, on the first day, here's what I am going to require happen. 
Yeah. They're going to come to this restaurant. They're going to sit right here. I'm going to give them a soda. And this is what they're going to, this is what they're going to go through. I have a checklist. I have all the payroll paperwork. I, they're going to go through the I-9. I'm going to have them watch a video on sexual harassment. I'm going to show them about our vision, mission, and purpose and talk about that. I'm going to have them do a phone call with the director of operations and those are the things that are going to happen. And then they're going to get their training schedule. We're going to give them their uniform and they're going to come back to their, to their training. Yes. And then you've got something, you know, yes. then you've got a plan. Yes. Thank you for painting that picture for us too. That, that is exactly what I was looking for. Uh, I think one other thing that hasn't come up yet that I think is worth mentioning before we go to the Q and a is that onboarding doesn't end when they are on board. Onboarding right. is a never ending process because you got to keep them on board. You know, right. like it's like getting onto a, you know, uh, onboarding onto a uh, the bus is a bad example because nobody wears seatbelts on a bus. But you know, they onboard <laughs> to the bus. You got to keep them on board. Yeah, you, you know, got to make yeah. sure they stay there. You know, right. and, and I think that's like what. We, and we're not going to talk about this today, but recurring training or like quarterly check ins or annual check ins or whatever you want to do. Like that is all a part of the onboarding process, in my opinion, because For they're sure. on board. You got to keep them on board, right? But it's it's. It's very true, Eric. Training, ongoing training is very important. But what's really, really important is coaching. Training is sort of that, you know, step by step. This is how you're going to do this. This is how you make a burger. This is how you count down the register. The coaching is what happens ongoing forever and ever and ever, right? You know, like even if you're playing, you're the best basketball player in the world. You have a coach that's leading you and coaching you and helping you every single game how to be the best player that you can be. And if you think of your your team in a similar way, I'm the head coach and I'm going to, you already know how to play the game. Now you've been here for three years. So, you know, I know how to play basketball, but I need coaching. I need that inspiration. I need motivation. And if you get into that mindset, like I'm the coach, my job is to keep them inspired and motivated and going and knowledgeable and uh, learning. And it, it is never ending. Then great. And, you know, and you can put formal training programs in place for six months or whatever, but it is, it is never ending whether somebody's been with you for three months yeah. or three years. Yeah. The cool thing to mention as far as like the continued training, there's a lot of tools out there now that you don't necessarily, you don't have to build these systems. You can literally plug the systems into your business. If, if you're not somebody sure. who's good at building uh tipsy is a good example of this. Um, wise sure. tale is a good example of this where like it, it's kind of like the, the, the systems are, are built. You're plugging these into your, your restaurant, your restaurant. Uh, not wise tale isn't great for, I mean, everybody it's for bigger operations, but there are tools you can leverage. If you're not the kind of person that likes to build systems, you know, if that's not right. you plug systems into your business, that's what technology does for you. And um, I, I have one of my clients is a big, he loves watching videos on YouTube and he has, he has incorporated some reading stuff and he, he's a big book reader and he has his people, his managers read books, but he sends them links of very inspirational YouTube videos or knowledge like how to build a better restaurant or, and those are available every single day. There's millions and millions of videos that are three minutes to 15 minutes that you can, that you can share. Again, it can be inspirational. It can be knowledgeable. And then there are, as Eric said, all of these platforms out there that have different training, e-learning and really specific type training. Are there any ones that you specifically like that you can recommend to us? E-learning platform. Yeah. Well, the Carrie Luxon membership platform is really oh, great. Look <laughs> at me mentioning And we are, we are doing a, an e-learning platform. I, you know, I don't know that I have uh, an e-learning platform that I have used ongoing. I'm another, I'm a very, uh, you know, we kind of, 
in terms of our training. I do a lot of the video stuff too. And um, we've done a lot with like the stuff that we're using is more boring HR stuff that, you know, that's more technical stuff. But when it comes to like feeling like soft skill stuff, I put a lot of content on my platform and uh, utilize it. You know, it might be easier for how many people are in here? One, two, three, yeah, four, five. Including us seven. I want to just, I'm just going to, so we have this annual membership and it's a, right now our fee for this membership is $299 a year. And it's got all these, so it's basically filled with like compliance data, all of state and federal compliance information, lots of articles. You'll notice my articles, you can only read a little bit of it and then it drives you to the platform. And then I've got like short videos that are like training. I'm just going to give everybody on this call, I'm just going to make them a member for a year. And that way they can, so I don't have to load everything to you. And they can they can go in and see and if they find it valuable. And the the thing about my platform uh, is that I we're available to answer questions. So I have a team and I'm I'm reviewing all these when when operators have questions for us, they send them in to ask Team CL on the dashboard. There's a little button and they say, Hey, I'm having an HR problem. Hey, I need to terminate someone. Hey, I'm struggling with staffing. And we we answer them in real time. So th- that's that. that to me is a really great way to. So I'll I'm gonna get everybody a gift number and then they can go into the platform and they can just uh, sign up for a year if they're interested so if you, everybody if you, on the call if you become a part uh, a part of restaurant unstoppable network you're 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 instantly getting return on your investment that's or three hundred and thirty dollars worth of value that Carrie is dropping on us right now <laughs> between the books that my my listeners or the folks here are getting in the membership thank you so much Carrie. that's very generous of sure you. of course uh, we're gonna take one more quick break to thank our sponsors and we're gonna be right back to answer some questions Today's episode is brought to you by Seven Shifts. Seven Shifts is a modern labor management platform designed by restaurateurs for restaurateurs. And effective labor management is more important than ever to ensure your profitability and restaurant success. Trusted by over 400 restaurant professionals, Seven Shifts gives you the tools you need to streamline labor operations, communicate with your team, and retain your talent. Best of all, Seven Shifts integrates with the POS and payroll system you already use and trust like toast, turning labor into a competitive advantage for you and your business to get three months absolutely free. Head over to www.sevenshifts.com slash unstoppable. That's the number seven S H I F T S.com slash unstoppable to get three months of industry leading labor management for free. Get on it. Head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable to find out why Toast POS is the number one recommended POS on the show by a landslide. So there's a bunch of reasons why Toast is being recommended on the show, but I'm finding the most common reason is because of their customer support. And now, while I don't think you'll need their customer support all the time, when that Friday night rolls around and there is a question you have and you're busy, you're going to wish you were able to get right into that customer support and they will be there for you. Uh, the other reason why Toast is always being recommended on the show is because of how many other platforms integrate with Toast. So you can literally marry all the technologies in your company together. They'll, they'll work together. They integrate together and you can turn on these additional features as you need them. It's like flipping a switch. It's that easy. So that's why I love toast. That's why my guests love toast. And again, if you want to learn more, head over to toasttab.com slash unstoppable. And when you use that link, I'll send you a check for a thousand dollars when you become a customer. 
We're back. And the first question, we're going to go to Martha. Stand by, Martha. I'm going to unmute your mic. Um, Martha Dunphy from uh, Mutiny Barbecue Company. Uh, we're a catering business. Um, and at the moment, it's just myself and my husband. Um, but, you know, we we actually had a really successful uh, summer. We're probably going to start our onboarding people for next summer. Um awesome. But my question was in regards to um, we're looking to start doing some events and there's like a, a really huge festival coming up and we would need a lot of employees. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess is I might just go to like a temp agency, yeah. um, but we're going to need a lot of people. It's like a big music festival in town. You know, um, last mm-hmm. year, I think Dave Matthews headlined it. Wow. Um, it's like a three day festival. And our landlord. I'm available to work, Martha. I will take your information. <laughs> so, so the question is, how do you, you want to stay over my you house? Recruit. <laughs> you yeah, how do I recruit for something like that? And how do I find people that you know will work for just like yeah. three days? I mean, you know what? There is it. That's what it is. It's three three days. Yeah. And what do you know? What you're going to pay? Is it like a competitive pay, or is it? You know what? I can ask my landlord because my yeah. landlord also attended it last year, and they said that it was definitely a re- huge return on investment for yeah. them. Um, and uh, I can ask them what they paid their employees, but you know they actually have, you know, a restaurant, so they just took their staff from their restaurant and closed the restaurant. Yeah, um, they have another location on the boardwalk. They have like a stand on the boardwalk, and they bartered their employees from there, so they didn't really have to hire anyone. Are you, how are you going to train them for this event? That's a huge thing. Like I, I, I that's another great question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not till September of next year. We haven't okay. committed to it yet, but we're really thinking about it. Our landlord is kind of telling us uh, we're in a commercial space that we rent within our landlord. Um, you know, they're just a huge supporter of ours and they, they think that this would be a great event for us to attend. They said it, it, it for them personally, it was a, really, really big return on investment. Um, and we could also prepare things at the commercial space. And then just what they do is they actually have a van. And we have a van now, too, where we could just drive food. Um, so mm-hmm. prepare it in the commercial space and then drive it to the uh, festival, which is, like, less than a mile away. So as far as, like, that goes, like, that wouldn't be too big of a challenge. Um, they could also help us with, like, setting things up. But we, we would need an onboard, like, I don't know, a bunch of people, maybe like six people for a three-day festival, hoping that they don't quit on us after day one. How, how many? You said six people? I, I, You know what? Probably more than that. I'd say between six and nine people for three days. Oh, yeah. I think this will be fun. I think that you could probably, I would even do a little test. Uh, maybe, I don't know how big your social network is. But like, hey, we've got this opportunity to do this event, maybe as you move into 2021, and we're going to need a dozen or so, just say a dozen, even if it's half of that, people to come in. Yeah, and and do this, you know, it's over a a weekend, you know, we're going to pay this amount of money, we're going to have a blast, this is going to be a lot of, you know, whatever. It's like, if you think about like the, um, the, some of these running events and different big events that they get these staff members figuring out how they go about finding people that come in very temporarily. Uh, but I think with that number, if you needed like 50 people that, you know, but I think six to 10 people and depending on what you need them to do, if they're going to collect money or whatever, I think right. you should have, it sounds like a fun event. I think you really play on that. 
You push some yeah. things on your social media. You right. talk to the community. I think you should be able to get some people lined up and, you know, keep keep in touch right. with them. Maybe start out maybe, you know, a month or six weeks in advance of the event. Awesome. Right. That's a good idea. And then do you even host like a day for training. Um, yeah, I think that would be yeah. fun. I'm, I'm excited to get my invitation, Martha. Count me in. Um, I think we're just going to, you know, go through social media, uh, talk to our landlord, um, see if they can, you know, Awesome. Fine. And, they and Martha, you're you know you're going to have access to the to the membership platform. And as you get closer, if yes. you have specific questions or if we can help you in any ways in researching some of the different recruiting opportunities, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. You'll still be a member then. This awesome. is an and annual I'm membership. Thrilled to be a member. <laughs> yes. Yay! Oh, good. Yes. And please it. send us questions a lot. We love questions from our members. Awesome. <laughs> we'll do. So. Okay. Uh, well, first, thank you very much for all that information. It's been super helpful, especially that I'm in the process of hiring new people and being like, I now notice that I've been doing everything wrong. So, oh so no! Thank you for that. I'm sure you're being hard on yourself. <laughs> no, it's, it's you know it's such a tough process. But my question wasn't specifically for uh, hiring servers. Um, and is uh, like hiring servers for me is being more like a practical thing. Because, of course, you know, I talk with them, I hire them for personality. Uh, if I engage with them, I would tell them, okay, come and just, you know, train with us. Usually what I do is that uh, they train for three days, uh, you know, like general stuff in the restaurant. And if I like, you know, after that, they're hired and I give them their schedule. But I noticed that first three days hasn't been enough lately. Uh, and then when they start their shift, they're always lacking, you know, in so many areas. Also, uh, what I used to do is uh, those three days, I didn't pay them. I start paying them after, but it's just like some people, they just come one day, two days, so it's like money that it goes, you know, two ways. Uh, and then also uh, my team members always ask me, should we, you know, share tips with them? Because we were helping them with the tables and they're taking, you know, care of the table by themselves. So, you know, it was like my question, like, what do you think in your experience? So you're not, so you're, you're going through the interviewing process. Do you think that you, you're going too fast through the process? Based I on what we so. talked about? I yeah. think so. So really slowing that down. Now you said you did, you, you start them and they work for three days, but you don't pay them. Yeah, at the beginning, no. Those three days are just for training, and I used to have them just come in like three, four hours, not yeah. any hour, just okay, like you, general stuff. Yeah, you sh definitely need to pay them. Okay. Definitely need to pay them. You, you need to pay them, and in some areas, and we can talk about this on the platform. We, I can support you on this. You know, when you get your membership, we can help you through this, but you've got to pay them a minimum wage or a tip or the tip minimum wage. We can work through, I don't know what state you're in and that sort of thing, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely, you definitely need to pay them from a legal standpoint, but even culturally, if they're working for three days and they're not getting paid, they're, they're maybe not connecting something. So I think that our connection and our relationship through the membership, it's going to be really great. We're going to definitely help you because I can tell that you are feeling a little deflated by, um, you know, the whole process or whatever, but we, we will figure this out. I think it's, it's really slowing down in the interviewing process and, and making yeah. sure, and I know you need servers, but maybe you got to do a little bit more diverse uh, things out there to find people, find servers and figure out why people would want to come and work in your restaurant. 
You know, maybe you're not an easy person to work for. I'm not saying that you are. Maybe you are. But what is it that makes people want to come and work for you? Are they going to make a lot of money when they do have their tables? Are they going to be able to have flexibility when they're in school? We got to figure out what those kind of like key things are that make somebody want to work in your community or work in your, I'm sorry, work in your restaurant. And then we've got to play on that. And then we've got to bring people in. We've got to make sure that you're paying fairly. You know, you got to pay them through the training, but then are you, are they able to make enough money, uh, you know, and figure out why they're not connecting? Maybe the training does need to be longer. They're not, they're not connecting the actual job of a server. You think they're missing too many things? Like in terms of. Like we, honestly, like I always, I have enough people. The thing is that I need more and you yeah. know, we're growing, thank God. And, uh, right. and you know, it's being like just that. And as you said, it's like, I need them right away. So we're not finishing all the training so then you right. know, i just don't like something and of course you know how, how can i demand from them if i you know if you haven't been through the whole process and also yeah. for us is that uh we have a cultural feed that they need to speak spanish and i learned that because everybody here speaks spanish so i just don't want people that they can you know understand the language to feel like an outsider so for all that is also very important and i'm in an area i'm uh, florida wilton manners Okay. And this area is mostly American, so uh, you know it's also hardish to try yeah. to get people that is fluent in both. Yeah. yeah, we've got to really, we've just got to make a shift in kind of how you're thinking about bringing on and hiring and, and getting these people. We've got to get people excited about making you guys uh, able to grow and making money and all of that things. And you do that by connecting with them, by making them feel really like empowered to come in and do their job. We've got to set them up to make sure that they're trained properly. And again, that doesn't necessarily mean a full on binder of training. It's like, are they, are you, do you have somebody that's been with you a long time that they could get mentorship from, or can you, can they spend more time side by side with somebody and have more success, you know? And uh, you know, I think, you know, we've got to make sure that you're not, you know, that you understand it's a process. It's not about perfection. And, but we've got, we've got to just, I think some of the core things that you mentioned just briefly, not paying them, going through the interview process too quickly, maybe not setting them up for success, uh, you know, in their actual job. We got to fix those things. And I think you're going to start to see. So do uh, you suggest things. maybe not like not having them just like two or three hours that they come for the training for the three first days, but just having them like more hours, having them on a schedule to train. Yeah. But what about the tips? Cause what about the what? The, the tips. tips. Yeah. So if you're in tra if they're training and they're not able, able to make tips, then that, that, then they're getting the, you know, in terms of wages, you got to pay them the minimum wage that's not tip related. The tips but, okay. Yeah. But aside, but aside from that, like going through the training and they're not getting tips, you know, uh, they shouldn't, at the first few days, they, they're not going to be servicing tables and they're not going to get those tips, right? So you just, we, it's, it's just about clarity and, uh, you know, doing, doing what you're supposed to do by law and then doing what you can do to make people want to come and work with you. And I think there's a bunch of things that we can help you with here awesome. to help you get that. Sure. Thank you, Carrie. And, and uh, thank you, Diva, because I, I just want to point out, I want to commend you and give you a virtual high five. There you go, because it's not easy to get vulnerable and admit what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't want you guys to think there's no judgment. This is a judgment free zone. We're all learning. We all have questions. And I don't want you guys to be worried about not admitting what you don't know. I'm learning new stuff every day. That's oh, why Carrie is here. So, so thank <laughs> well, I think, you. For I think it's super important. And, you know, I, I had this, this restaurant for five years. 
and I always ask my friends restaurant tours and honestly most of the ones that I know you know people will go like even like one week just with training no payments as service yeah. and that's what I'm asking and I say three days because I'm like you know I think it's a long time and if people are looking for jobs because they need the money yeah. you know and we, for me yeah. you know I really don't have a problem in doing it but I just want to make sure that I do the process right because yeah. I just don't want to waste the money you know there's two yeah. days or three days that I'm paying them and then you know what yeah well look at the outcome though <laughs> the, 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 the reality is what's the one credible is that you're recognizing something is not working and and you know the truth is you know yes a lot of uh, a lot of people do things that they're not supposed to do that doesn't mean that you're that's not how you're going to be the best restaurant store that you can be so i think we can fix some of these things and it's going to help more than just protecting you from a legal standpoint it's going to help you in building a better culture and if they're all doing that People don't want to work for free. Right. People so, don't come to work to work for free, right? We have two more yeah. questions. We have 10 minutes. I want to make sure we get both of these in real quick. I want to go okay. back. Thank you so much, Deaver, for that, for that question. And thank you, Carrie, for the awesome answers. Sure. Uh, Cora, I'm going to come back to you. I'm un- unmuting your mic. Um, I had a question. We're really rural where I live. And I would say, you know, I have a couple of awesome key players that have moved here from other places, you know, and have similar experiences, background like I do, traveling all over. But um, do you know anybody, Have you? do you have clients that are familiar with J1s? Or how do you, our local community really, you know, we do have a couple, but it's hard to find people. Yeah here that are you know excited about like fresh food and excited about different cuisines and not just I mean we're like very rural every other restaurant in town is you know hamburgers and it we're so, not that I feel like and the question yeah. is like, are, we're really yeah. growing but we need so you're just looking at what are some other options? Is a visa one of those options that maybe you, you can use? And what's our experience? I haven't seen a lot of success, quite honestly, with restaurateurs uh, doing the whole visa thing. We can talk. I'd love to learn from you on that. If you are employing people and using these visas and, and you know, the J1s and finding success there. But, I mean, I think that, you know, there's it is rural, it's a rural area. Are you really understaffed? Are you short a lot of people? Uh, right now I need another full-time cook. I just hired a chef and I'm having a lot of hesitations on my choices there. Yeah. Um, I always want to believe the best in people. And then I'm just like, you know, you have those gut feelings and you're like, yeah. So I'm thinking, the techniques are there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you. I think that we can try some, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what you've done and you can share with me kind of some of the methods that you've used to find people. I mean, I have worked with restaurateurs or tried to staff, you know, my husband's companies in areas that are very rural, that are in gas stations, that are in very wealthy areas. And we just really try to figure out how to get super creative and be a little bit better than the competitor and competitor by the way is retail it's restaurants it doesn't you can you can recruit sometimes from a bunch of different things if you need specific chef skills uh maybe there's a chef job board that we could go to or maybe there's something like that so we can definitely do some research on your behalf and and provide you some some guidance there and then in terms of the visa question 
uh, you know, we can definitely dig into that and see if that might be a, a viable option for you based on where you are and and uh, if that if that could be something that works. Yeah, a lot of tourist places here. I just hear mixed mixed things from people who work with them, but yeah. none of them are the business owners. You know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many restaurants do you have? Oh, just one. Just one. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, got it. So mm-hmm. I know a little bit more about Cora's backstory, and I know you shared your vision with me that you want to be a community center, and your vision to have uh, like the, the the actual like farm and um, composting and these educational things. Have you like really like, written this vision down? Have you put it into like the universe? Are you sharing like all these amazing things you want to do? Are you attracting onto yourself the I'm other people? I'm not sharing it. No, I have written it down, and I I actually a lot of those things are coming into the works right now. I'm actually off of my property right now. I'm sitting, but I. Th- it, I feel like the. I think we're all bl- we're all starting to believe how rural you are. Right are now. <laughs> <laughs> right. so it's really people that want to move here. Uh, um, it's really hard to hear you. I think we're picking up the gist that you just don't have yeah. the people. There, there, you can't recruit what it doesn't exist. There's just not a lot of people out there. Yeah. Um, and maybe the town the people, is 2,600. You might just be a little bit ahead of the curve for your community. Maybe like people yeah. aren't quite where you are, but I wouldn't let that discourage you. Um, be the leading edge, be the change yep. and let people know that there is hope. There is a better possibility. There are things we can do to, you know, Share what you want to do and echo it on social media. Talk, constantly talk about what you want to do and then show the people what you're doing. Um, and I yeah. think that will help bring people in and people will drive from 50 miles to come work for you because I mean, that's, that's what it's like out in Montana. Like you, you drive 80 miles an hour down the highway to get to work for an hour. You'll get all those people, people want to be a part yeah. of something really cool and unique and fun and different. You said there's burger chains and that's what everybody's doing. You've got to capture the heart of those employees that are really excited about what it is your vision is. So we've got to get that out there and then, you know, talk about exactly who it is that you, you want to hire. I have no doubt that you're going to be able to find great people, but you know, you've probably been utilizing some of the methods and not, you know, just kind of leading with, I need to hire somebody like I need a body. I need to hire, not really with connecting the whys and really making an emotional connection and really, you know, communicating in a way that's going to excite people What's in it to be me? a part of what you're doing. Yeah. I love it. Awesome stuff, Cora. Thank you again. Uh, also, same to Thank you. you. Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for opening up. I know it's hard to talk about what you're not doing right. And uh, it takes a lot of courage and vulnerability to do that. So thank you very much. And we have, I think we have time for one more question. I think we only have one more question. And I'm going to go to Adam Johnson. Um, I'm going to unmute your mic. Go for it. As soon as you're, there you go. Hi, Adam. Nice hey, to see doing? you. Nice to see you too. Uh, yeah, so I have a question about, like an online or cloud-based onboarding platform, something that will walk, uh, sort of walk through um, employees uh, through the the whole process and kind of check off the boxes that uh, that owner operators have. It kind of has to do with what Diva talked about, um, finding us an easy way to shouldn't say easy, but a Streamline. a system that kind of walks. Yep through the whole process, including I-9s and, and W-4s and, and employee yep. um, handbooks, sign-offs. And, and, and it, because that's kind of where everyone starts to struggle. There's so many pieces. And yeah. that's why a lot of companies do have to bring someone on specifically 
to take care of HR, but some of these clients are actually smaller and, you know, they don't. For sure. They end up being the HR director of, of the company. And I just haven't found anything that's, that hasn't hit a snag somewhere. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, well, yeah, well, you still have to do the I-9s and W-4s by paper, and then we'll send them in or okay. doesn't integrate yeah. payroll or. I can definitely, I will send you, again, when you become a member, or I can give this to Eric as well. There's a list of uh, different ones. I mean, we, I will tell you that this is another area in terms of like these onboarding or these payroll slash HRIS systems that people uh, are not trained properly on and they think they are fully using them, but they're not necessarily fully using them. There is uh coast has a platform that, you know, integrates payroll works POSs, and, you know, there's all electronic uh, stuff there. And again, and the truth is a lot of these uh, different, they're all kind of trying to get your business. So there's a lot of flexibility in pricing on this stuff. There's a, um, there's a, the, platform that we use at my husband's Duncan and uh it's called it's called hire me I think h-i or h-i-g-h-e-r-m-e I think I'll, I'll confirm that for sure and it does exactly what you're saying it's it's super simple they also do the recruiting part so it pushes out our jobs and then when the new hire starts it starts the electronic system uh the the performance reviews we do we upload into the system you know there's there's all kinds of different things and i'm not sure if that's through the payroll system but there are definitely options out there that should be able to systemize all of this and remove the manual process and i have built my business on helping people perfect the manual process because there's not oftentimes the budget to do these big fancy processes and systems, but there are definitely technology solutions out there. And maybe it's a little bit of a mission mesh of a couple things, but it can totally work. It's affordable. And what's your goal? You want to, you know, you want to have your I-9s electronically. It's so hard to manage those if you're having to pull out the binder and check, you know, eligibility. You know, it's nice to have vacation stuff all tracked in the same place and being able to pull reports and all that stuff. So um, I will prepare... Uh, Eric, I will prepare for you a list of different, um, I think we already have this on the platform, a list of different uh, companies that do this exact thing, different platforms, different payroll companies, different, uh, I don't know who you use for payroll. Sometimes you can call if you're working with Paylocity or ADP and say, hey, I need to, to next level this. I need this to be a little bit more, uh, less of a manual system and more kind of digitally. They may say, yeah, you already have that. You're already paying for that. You're just not utilizing that. Nobody's teaching you how to do that. So yeah. oftentimes when we take over the payroll and HR for our clients, they're like, we have everything is manual and we don't have the money. I'm like, you you have a platform that you could do this electronically and you're already paying for it. And they don't realize that they're already paying for it. Awesome. But if you're using a very manual payroll, you, you don't have a payroll company that you're using uh, and you don't want to use like an ADP, there's definitely some some platforms to, to go in and say you want it all a hundred percent. Um, that, you know, sometimes I think that's where it gets frustrating because uh. it's hard to find that, but you can understand what your goals are, figure out what your budget is and then kind of back into it from there. And we can help you Adam on that for sure. Awesome. Right. This has been an incredibly well packed recording of just great advice uh thank you so much carrie i think that wraps up our questions i want to make sure i respect your time we're at our agreed upon time so any last um calls to action uh how to connect anything you want to drop on us before we say goodbye 
Yeah. Um, no, you know, I am very passionate about helping restaurants succeed. That's my whole mission. I want to create more restaurant success stories. And so that's the reason I, I pump out so much free content on my social platforms. So you can find me anywhere, but everybody that's on here today, I'm definitely going to get with Eric and get you guys a gift card number so you can join the membership platform, utilize the platform, uh, and you will find it to be very valuable. Just like with anything, if you don't utilize it, it's not going to be as valuable. But, um, you know, I just wanted to thank you, Eric, for having me on. I love to do what I can to make an impact in this industry. And you've given me an opportunity to do that today. I'd like to tell all my guests, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without the generosity of people like you giving us your time and your knowledge. So thank you very much, Carrie. And make sure you stick around for the closing thoughts. Carrie and I have some logistics to work out as far as where these things are going to live. So if you want to know where to get these assets that Carrie's talking about, stick around to the closing thoughts. Uh, Again, it's uh, restauranthrgroup.com, carrieluxum.com. And don't forget that she has her book, Restaurant Operators HR Playbook, which all of you who joined us today live are getting a copy of. It pays to be a part of the network. And I just cannot say thank you enough for everybody showing up and being a part of this. Uh, there is no questioning. You, Carrie, and everyone who joined us today are unstoppable. Awesome. Cheers. Well, there we go. Another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Again, special thanks to Carrie Luxem for joining us and uh, showing off your expertise. And uh, wow, I was not expecting all these bonus offers coming out today. I knew Carrie was going to send me a couple books. We had just the right enough folks show up to the session where everybody got a free book. And Carrie, I can't believe she did this, offered our listeners. Um, when I say that, it's the folks who joined us live within the network one year membership to her platform, a value of $300. I mean, wow. Thank you so much, Carrie. Plus just really great advice in today's episode. Even if you guys weren't able to join us live in the network, I hope you found value listening to the recording of today's conversation. And, um, I'm really excited for the future and how we're going about really slowing down and leaning into these relationships and just trying to go deeper. You know, I've, I've gotten a lot of people, my reach is far. I've been to co- from, from, from ocean to ocean, from the north to the south. I've, I've spread myself out and I kind of want to recollect and bring all that energy into going deeper into some of these relationships like the relationship I have with Carrie Luxem. And there's countless other people that I'm going to be bringing on the show to pull back the layers. But here's the thing, guys. I need to hear from you. I need to know what your pain points are. I need to know what your challenges are. I need to know what is keeping you up at night. So what I'm going to do to to open up this channel of communication is I'm going to give you for a limited time. If you're listening to this episode, if you use the link in the show notes and if you scroll down on your podcast player in iTunes and on your Apple phone, I know it's on your Apple phone. Um, I know you can get the, the, the notes right there on your phone. I'm going to put a link for one year free access to restaurant unstoppable network. And what you get with that access is minimum two hours access to me. Um, at least one workshop every other week. And we're going to have access to my guests with the shop talk and access to all the other restaurant unstoppable listeners. And I've been hearing from my listeners or from my, my network members that they like that the most, knowing that they're not alone, knowing that there's other people they can talk to, to dump their challenges on to just to have something to listen is so powerful to get things out. Right. 
So come join the network. Again, scroll down. I'll have a link right in the show notes. This is episode 753. So you can go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 753 and you can find the link there as well. And I cannot wait to see you in the network. But you got to act fast because I'm taking that link away after a week. You get one week to click the link and we'll see you in the network. All right, that's it for today. Until next time, peace out.